Welcome Pathfinders to Find the Path Podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. That's not right. Welcome Pathfinders <laughs> to Find the Path Podcast, actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure please, Path. Please, please keep that in. Please. <laughs> yeah, that needs to stay in. That was, that was amazing. Sudi's so, come to save it's the been city. a very busy recording week. <laughs> Wait, does this point. mean I just am not here now or uh, what, what's going on? You can play Narmer. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> Narmer's got class levels all of a sudden. <laughs> you can play some sort of crazy woman chained up inside of a sarcophagus for millennia. No. <laughs> we are jumping back into the continued adventures of the Silver, Silver Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Oh, man. Long recording. Oh. It's going it's to be a fun episode, y'all. I'm, it's going to be a I'm getting worried about you. <laughs> we never have Rick be the loopy one. I'm excited. So yeah, we are back once again with the continued exploits of our rebellious ravens. Mm -hmm. I believe uh, when last we had left our heroes, the ravens had made their way back into the uh, the Red Roof district of yep. the uh, of Kentargo. Had made their way to see Nicolo's uh, adoptive mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whose cute. name we still don't know. We're just Mama. supposed to call her Mama. Mama. It's Mama. She's just Mama. <laughs> It's one of those, she's adopted us already, so she is now everybody's mama. She uh, lets you know that there have been like some, some strange happenings as far as uh, what have been going on in the surrounding area. At the very least, the, the unquiet spirits of the, the orphanage that Niccolo had been abandoned at the doorsteps. The abandoned orphanage, which was abandoned even then, at the doorsteps of the Humbright House. She'd mm -hmm. uh, heard unquiet spirits, and you all believing that uh, the... Red Jills were active in the region, decided to investigate, and had discovered the Red Jills. Yeah, yep. I think we were supposed to go the other way. <laughs> but Nicolo, like, boss-moded that door. We definitely yeah. found the secret entrance to skip all of the, you know, the small encounters up to the boss and went right to the boss. <laughs> Wee. Leaping onto the roof, you had had a uh, dramatic fight. Rain pouring down around you, lightning in the background as you fought against Scarplume hurling various fire spells in your directions, as well as uh, the Red Jills, the Tiflings that formed the gang that worked behind her. After a, a long and violent conflict in which uh, Cesare, I believe, and Adria both had been badly burned yeah. in the ensuing conflagration, the party had successfully defeated both the Red Jills, who lay uh, battered and unconscious but alive, uh, scattered across the rooftops. No, I, I blew up one of them. Actually, yeah, you did kill you one did. of them. You did, yeah. It was self-defense. So, I believe uh, three of them are alive, one of them's dead. Do we, we recruit we them? Did... Is that our next plan? No. Uh, no. no. No, we're not murdering them. Uh, but we did try to, like, talk them down. It just didn't didn't work. <laughs> they didn't realize how outclassed they were. Well, Scarplume didn't really seem interested in, uh, in parlaying with us. No. No. No, very much not. You had been uh, forced to kill the sorceress. Well, she didn't give us much of a choice whenever she was, like, flying out, and then when we took her down, she falls, what, like, 50 feet or something like that? 40 feet. A lot of feet. She so fell she didn't really give after us... she got zapped. Yeah, she didn't She didn't give us a lot of choice on, uh, so, on non-lethaling her. So, supposed to begin, the five of you, I imagine, stand to raid rain washing down over the side of this tower as you stand at this bell tower the bell long since removed rain pouring down around you gray sky in the background as you all stare over the edge down at the shattered as you all stare down over the edge at the shattered form 
slowly bleeding out the blood diluting on the cobblestones between this building and Niccolo's mother's house, her small garden in the, the diminutive house on the far side. Lightning forks in the background followed only a quarter of a second later by the deafening sound of thunder as blood slowly washes down over the whitewashed edifice pouring down off the roof of the structure. I suppose we should restrain the prisoners and find what they've stolen and if any of it can be of use to us before we fetch the Tatari. Nicolo, do you have uh, does your, well I'm sure your mom has a shovel because uh, I don't know if we want them to know about this uh, Strix or not. Why? There's, we're not going to bury her in the yard. I mean we could. But I don't know, I just feel, it feels hey, Nicholas, bad. Mom, do you mind if we bury this body in your backyard? Yes. Well, not in your backyard, but in like the, the yard well, we around the orphanage. We just tell them the truth. There is no yard around the orphanage. Oh. Nicolo's mother watches over this place. She has the key. She heard strange noises. She asked her adopted son and his friends to see if they could find anything. And we found a gang of thieves and defended ourselves. It's not a lie. Oh, I'm not talking about that. It's more that I just don't like talking to the Datari. And I just feel like it just feels bad. To have to well, give people and to do them. we want them to know that there's like you know a group of capable semi-adventurers because that would maybe put us on their radar and we don't unless probably we want to do some sort of undercover like yeah we love the thrones kind of acting. Well, all of us don't necessarily need to give the report to the Tari. I mean, the rest of you could hide. Because quite frankly, it's either we kill them here on the roof or we turn them over. We're why would, not, the, that, why would those be our only choices? I, I think there's other options than that. They could be reformed or something. Uh, I mean, they don't seem like the nicest folk, so I don't we know about recruiting know. them. Well, we don't have to recruit them, but like, a lot of people get into crime because they ain't got no other choice. So very true. There was a charismatic leader who had magic powers and was real cool looking. I mean, these don't look like... Are, weren't they really young? No. Okay. I mean, they're they're anywhere between... Probably their late teens and their, you know, late twenties. So not uh, really that's young. Young for me, but that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they are what would be quantified as adult humans in this mm -hmm. society. I don't know. We just know that if we hand them over, they're gonna get put in a work camp or put in a doghouse thing or whatever Thrun's deciding to do with people nowadays. Well, I mean, the problem is, is that they've been assaulting you know, people in the streets and breaking exactly. into homes. Exactly, they've been hurting innocent people. So, mm. do they deserve? Some justice? Probably. That, and there's a good chance that the Atari are on their way anyway. There was a Strix flying around this bell tower casting spells. Well, it's dark and rainy. I do look down the street, though, to see if there are any Atari. <laughs> My concern about turning them into the Atari is, unfortunately, most of them are Tiflings. And they aren't exactly treated fairly under the current system of law. And that gives them a pass for all the assault that they've done. I don't necessarily say that, but their punishment is also probably not going to equate the crime. I'm inclined to agree with Victoria there. We could perhaps consider turning them over to the Cloven Hoof Society and let them... Community service! It, I mean, it's an option. They don't have any authority to hold them. Well, we beat them pretty badly. Maybe we're the authority that is like, you be nice or else. Uh, there's kind of another piece to this. Also, I think we're guilty of assault. We no, were defending we ourselves. self-defense. They would, however, be guilty of assault if they attacked you and you'd fought back. Which is a capital crime? Is self-defense... Okay, so is self-defense allowable? It is a allowable? standard crime. Yeah, is yeah. self-defense allowable? Yes. Okay. 
you are defending you are coming here to talk Niccolo's mother who lives next door who also is the caretaker of the building at which point you enter the building and were the, then assaulted by a gang yeah, oh, okay. we're not right. in any way legally responsible for what happened here. Yeah, we're not, we're fine. If you turn them in, the only crime that they would be accused of would be assault. Well, mm-hmm. well, and theft potentially. Well, it's breaking and entering. I mean, we don't have to tell them that they're the red jills. It's just yeah, like Cesare well. said, we came to investigate because Nicolo's mother heard weird things in the property she oversees. Yeah, I mean, according to our uh, our handy dandy guide of crimes in Contargo, uh, so assault is a five gold fine or five d six weeks hard labor. But to Victoria's point, there's a lot of faith put into a system to treat them fairly and only, and not mar- like hustle up some other charges or pin things on them or yeah whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Zaya. Well, that was a citizen. Well, that, yeah, I was going to say that was a vigilante justice thing. So, but again, because she was a tiefling. Nobody was exactly jumping up to stop any anyone except for us. Yeah. Well, what if we, what if we take them somewhere, wake them up, interrogate them, see if there's you know any redeeming qualities in them? Well, that kind of aligns with what I was saying is that we could theoretically take them to the Clovenhoof Society, talk to them there, and then depending on what happens, the only problem is is that taking them away from the scene of the crime would then. You know, if we did decide to turn them into the Tatari, would be complicated. That's not the only problem. The other problem is, of course, nobody notices us while we're doing it. Yes, it's not as though we have a we covered wagon. Bring them inside this building and talk to them. We could do that as well. I mean, I feel like we need to look at the rest of this place to see if they've got any like stolen goods and stuff, so we could return them. Whatever we do, we need to do it quickly. There is a dead Strix down in the road. Yes. So as I says, leaning over and looking <laughs> back down. <laughs> Raven clinging to his shoulder once again in her yellow uh, hat and brain slick coat. All right. Collect everybody and bring them into Humbright House. We'll check the secondary building and then decide what to do from there. Sounds good. And if the Dotari show up, we'll tell them we wanted to make sure that there was nobody else in here because your poor mother's in the house next door before we went out and found the guard. Well, yeah, that's what happened. See, it's not even a lie. It's just like a little tiny stretching. I don't actually think there is a stretch for once. I mean, we're basically lying by omission more than anything. Yeah. Anyway, let's have a chat with our friends, and then uh, we'll see what to do with them. I've known many a criminal, and sometimes, you know, they can become nice people. I mean, there's always room for reformation with anyone. Mm-hmm. If the effort is given. All right, so uh, step one, take everybody inside. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll do that. For now, including Scarplume. I mean, we're not just going to leave her out on the street. Yeah, we'll just cover her up with, you know, something. I guess we, we first we should check to see if Scarplume is alive or not. Oh, she definitely dead. I was going to say. I'm I mean, we sure can check. Dead. Cesare will go down and see if she's alive. Uh, descending down there. No, it seems the impact killed her whenever she fell from above. Is there a tarp or anything upstairs? A sheet, something to cover her up? I'm not dragging her dead body into this building. That's Surely just going to look weird if the Datari show up. Not that you see in the tower, like the upper area. And there's nothing inside of the building because all the furniture and everything had been taken away. We have these sacks. We could empty a sack. Yeah, it'd be easy. Enough. I don't know if a sack's going to hold a whole body in it. Not, not well, put no, her in. Cover cut her with the sack. Cover. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to put her in a bag. That would be horrifying. The Datari are going to be like, why did you drag this lady in the house and wait a whole bunch of time and then call us if we call them? I'm not okay. going to move it. If I'm the one that went downstairs, then no, Cesare's leaving it where she is. 
I mean, Victoria is kind of against it because it is destroying a crime scene. (laughs) But as far as um, covering her up is concerned, you don't have a tarp readily available. Um, I don't know if you're carrying all of your adventuring gear on you. I'm going to assume. So you might have a blanket, although I'll also point out that this woman has an eight foot wingspan. Yeah. So you'd have to wow. fold her wings back up under her. <laughs> uh, we, we don't want to tamper with the crime scene, though. Cesare's just going to leave her. I kind of think we should do the same thing. Okay. I don't well, know if there, if it's a crime to tamper with a with a crime scene, but... It, it is. It's a crime to do a lot of, of stuff course. we've been doing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. Right now, we have not done anything wrong. Correct. And In this yeah. particular case, yes. So... But as soon as we start moving this body, it gets weird. Yeah. Yeah. I. I now, think if we're not going to call the Dotari at all, cool. We can move the body. If we let the Tiflings go, we just say the Dotari or say the tell the Dotari she was the only one here. And the one that we killed. Yes. All right. I guess we're going to hope the Dotari don't stumble across us. Yeah. I mean, given that it's raining as as much as it is, it's unlikely that people are going to be out and about, especially looking to the sky to see fire stuff going around. I guess Cesare will just stay downstairs in case the Datari show up and y'all can do whatever you want to do with the Tiflings. Alright. Cesare's down there um, <laughs> guarding the door, more or less, and uh, we go grab the three remaining uh, red jills and drag them inside. Very well. So, Cesare, you make your way downstairs. You can check her body if you so wish. Again, she is dead. She is carrying equipment, but I don't know if you're wanting to grab any of that. No, I feel like if the Atari are coming, me stripping a body is going to be, like... Suspicious? Yeah. Yeah. Very well. I will cast Detect Magic. If anything's magical. <laughs> I like that Chesare's like, but is any of it magic? Because I will steal that. And the plan changes immediately. There's still a you, big you plot of land we magic. could dig a grave in and bury her. I'm just going to say that. Again. Nobody wants to dig a grave in the middle of a rainstorm, I'll happily man. dig the grave if that's a thing we need. Well, keep in mind that your options as far as grave digging is either in Niccolo's mother's yard... Which, by the way, is pretty much entirely like taken up by her garden. So t- dig it's up her be garden obvious and then bury somebody a body. Dug yeah. It. yeah. Or you could go across the street to the graveyard and hope that no one notices you digging a grave. I will in the say graveyard. a decaying body would be good fertilizer if we wanted to put a garden on it. But I don't think we should bury a body in Nicolo's mother's. I don't think Nicolo's yeah. mother would be wanted wanted to be implicated. No. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. No. She would have been a feisty little old lady. There could be well, dead bodies not, there. Let's not get her involved <laughs> in any of this. I, yeah, I think there's a difference between feisty and covering up crime or criminal I was going to say, she's not like a serial killer who's been hiding the no, bodies yeah. in her garden, you know? Because once again, technically really speaking, like that. up until the point that you start trying to hide the body, you haven't done anything criminal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's... I'm keeping our options. I want to keep our options open to do an okay thing. Can I focus and find what the magic is? Uh, no, because you have to p- pick up each object. and You may make a perception roll if you wish to search her body. You can yeah. do a, what, detect magic to see if there is magic. There is. Yeah, yeah that's okay. what she did and determined that there was there is some sort of magic on her. I'll just look at her and if they walk up, you can always be like, oh, she's dead. You know, like, oh, man, I was checking to see if she was alive. Yeah. Raven makes her way down to the end of the alleyway and just like folds her paws and, you know, leans up against the, the corner and whistles nonchalantly while looking for guards. <laughs> because that's not obvious. Well, being that's like how a cat can whistle, apparently. This cat can. Yeah, I mean, obviously. It's magical, cat. Why not? So, the rest of you in the meantime, are you stripping these, the Tiflings of their gear? Of their at least their weapons. Least. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, well, at least, you know, remove the weapons and tie them up. I mean, I don't with, think we're going to take the time I, to, like, take off their armor or something, but... Nah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've got ropes so we can tie them up. 
I mean, we all have rope if we have an adventurer's kit, but yeah, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. You find uh, 16 daggers between the four of them. Good lord. Wow. A lot of daggers, man. <laughs> He's just like dagger, 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 dagger. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not be short of daggers if we decide to take these. <laughs> no. Yeah, seriously. It's the versatility of both a melee and ranged weapon as far as daggers it, yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, it's not a great mm -hmm. ranged weapon, like, for distance-wise, but... But if you've already gotten your hand... So, up top, the four of you collect these four, uh, restrain the three that are still alive. I guess take the daggers also off of the, uh, the dead typhling. Yes. I mean, yeah, might as well. Mm. We probably want to... Well, we'll put daggers back on her if we decide to deal with the Datari. Because otherwise the she will have attacked us with no weapons and that's weird. Well, you can still assault somebody with your fists. Collect and take the other three inside. Making your way across the roof, you pass by, uh, again, there's a small building up top here. You're not entirely positive what its previous use was, but a, a small addition to the structure at the very top. Past that, you find the point where they've constructed what amounts to just a rope bridge. Uh, ropes and uh, attached planks to make a bridge branching between the central building and the secondary building of the Humbright house through one of the open windows. With some difficulty, you can navigate your way across carrying the, uh, the typhling bodies and step in to the chamber beyond. Uh, stepping inside, you can see light floods in a short distance, although it's mostly black inside as Niccolo's eyes immediately kick in and I imagine has no difficulty, of course, seeing in the utter darkness. Mm-hmm. As you step inside, you find a room with four pillars supporting the ceiling overhead, a mostly open chamber. The roof here slopes, it's a classic gambrel style, so it slopes upwards and then it slopes inward again at an even tighter angle. Uh, what most people would consider kind of a barn roof. That's what I was picturing. Seven sleeping rolls lay scattered about the room. And a majority of this, the collection of items in here seems to be things that have been taken for creature comforts more than anything else. Mostly chairs that wobble, a variety of boxes and crates that seem to have seen better use. At one point, been of better quality, although now are broken or disused and are instead used to hold additional changes of clothing as well as some uh, perishable and non-perishable goods. A single door exits out of this chamber uh, judging from what you'd seen when you were outside, it should lead to a landing that leads to the ladder that would have taken you up to this area from the outside of the building. Mm. I suppose you deposit them. Uh, Cesare, in the meantime, below, yep. searching the fallen body of the Strix, you find on her a couple silver pieces, a few copper pieces. I don't think you're necessarily taking those. No. Uh, what appears to be a rather uh, fine set of uh, thieves' tools. Hmm, I will take those. Okay. Replace them with your thief tools. Yeah. And what seem to be two small vials uh, capped with a cork stopper with a wax seal on top bearing the key of Abador. Hmm. I'll pocket those. I'm not going to try to identify them right now in case the Datari come around. The, come around. Okay. I'll just pocket the vials and the thief tools. Okay. Are those like masterwork thief tools or whatever the equivalent of that is? Well, once you guys get a chance to actually like look over everything, you can oh, okay, to, okay. a bit more. Again, I imagine Cesare is just going, okay, fine, and then grabbing this stuff, stuffing into his pocket. He's not probably yeah. taking his time to really look into what he's looking at here. Okay, fair enough. And then I'll step back in the doorway to get out of the rain, but keep an okay. eye on her body. Upstairs, the four of you, I suppose, lay out these uh, the various tiflings. Yeah. Are you attempting to uh, bring all of them back to consciousness? What are you uh, planning on doing with them? I mean, we could just do a heal check. Yeah, you can yeah. do some medicine to 
bandage them enough to get them conscious. Well, I think that's the question is, do we want all of them or just yeah. the one? I mean, I'd say all of them because in theory they should all have a choice or at least an ability to speak for themselves. All right. Yeah. So I'll take one and you can take one, Vittoria. Yeah. All right. Do, do, do. Set to work banding them up. Yeah, Vittoria will take the other one. I roll an 11 for a 20 on my medicine check. Uh, I rolled crap and I rolled, I rolled a 2 for a 10. Well, good news. It's only a DC 15, so you don't crit fail it. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, one of them does get back 11 hit, hit points for okay. me. So, you know, Vittoria, you make your way over there, kind of look over this person, try setting their nose, because again, uh, broken, shattered nose, couple missing teeth. Because I think... Uh, I did, like, crit whip one of them, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, unfortunately, you can't set their nose well enough that you can actually administer smelling salts, because you're like, uh, nope, nope, let me try to... Nope, nope, there's just tons of blood in here. You, Adrian, managed to administer well enough to one of the uh, the Typhling women, kind of slap her face a couple of times. She blarely looks up with uh, the one eye that isn't swollen shut from the beating that she just took. She looks nervously around all of you. You know, probably turns to look over towards uh, Niccolo being the, the biggest, most intimidating of the group. Why does Ross, the largest of the friends, not simply eat the other five? <laughs> That's a good question, Ross. The largest of the friends. I was going to say that applies to real life too. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, uh, hero point for a future all reference. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Yep. I'm so easy to please. She moves her tongue around in her mouth, spits blood and uh, and phlegm off to the side. All right. The key's under my pack. Keys? The key. For the roof. It's where we keep the good stuff. We're not oh, okay. here to rob you. Oh. Do we rob you? No. You have not... I don't think any of you have dealt specifically with us, unless one of you has been holding out on me. Well, other than being here when you're not supposed to be here, and then trying to murder us on the roof. But, well, you know, no hard feelings. This, this is our turf. We are defending it. Mm. Um, actually... There's a caretaker for these buildings. We never did anything to the old lady. Oh, yeah. And that's why you're here. We are a bit of in a conundrum right now because we are trying to figure out what to do with you lot. And a lot of it has to do with what you decide to do. Uh, I decide to do whatever's going to get these uh, these ropes off of me. Yeah. I've been there before, too. We all look at Nico like, hmm. Victoria writes down a note. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Okay, so what do you want? Why don't we just start with your name? Chloe. All right, Chloe. Chloe. Pleasure to meet you. I'm Nicolo. I'm Adria. Okay. So you see, Chloe, we're trying to make the city less bad, and we can't have our own people, meaning non-thrown people, out here causing trouble when we all know the real trouble is them in power. So okay. we're just trying to figure out your motivations and uh, your desire or lack thereof to perhaps stop being such a criminal. Nicolo cocks an eyebrow but says nothing. Okay, that's that sounds reasonable. Eloquently put. Look, look my, my sisters and I, figurative sisters, not literal sisters. Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, we're just we're just trying to make a make a living here. You know, we, another gang steps into our territory and we we fought back. Like, it's it's no and, and we and we lost. I own up to that. Uh, you're very good. Good job. Uh, we're 
Not again, but... Um, <laughs> well, thank you. This wasn't a turf war, though. Okay. Okay. I get it. Yeah, she kind of blows a couple times trying to get, like, a clump of, uh, of hair out of her face, shaking it. But let's okay. maybe try this a different way. Why did you start stealing? Oh, uh, because I don't have things. Sure. And if there was another way to get things, maybe le- legally, legitimately, would you rather do that? Um, look, I'm, I'm just trying to get the money to get out of here. Like, that's, that's it. Right. I want to look at her to see if she's telling the truth. I'm an expert in perception now, y'all. So why do you want to get out of here? And I assume out of here means out of the city, right? <laughs> she waits for a second and notices no one else laughs. Oh, I mean, um, is it the martial law or the thrones taking over or the the slum that we're forced to live in or the the beatings that we get on the streets or the various gang wars or the lack of job opportunity or... Yeah, trust me, there's oh, plenty of reasons. Think of more. Give me a minute. <laughs> there's plenty of reasons why somebody wouldn't want to be here. All right. The main reason we're talking to you here now is that we weren't sure whether to turn you over to the Tatari or something else. Now, I'm inclined to do something else, but I don't want to have a repeat of what's been going on happening again if something else does happen. Okay, so it looks like you're just wanting to kind of cut a deal. Something like that, yes. Because the alternative is we give you over to the Jatari, and I don't think you want that. No, no. Forced labor camps? No. Uh, that's real low on my list. And real I high figured. on my list of also not living here anymore. I love her I so I hear Corvosa's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nicer than here, at least. Let's mm. Let's phrase it this way. We're in the business of doing some less than legal things don't but with a higher mo- I elbow Lucia really hard yeah stop don't <laughs> like a gang sure sure like a gang yes but again this wasn't a turf war we're just trying to look out for the city we're trying to better the city so that people don't want to leave it so much all right. Well, I, I'm not I'm not really concerned about any of that but if you're just looking to, to call things even here you know you, you won. We lost. I'm more than happy to leave the city and, and get out of your hair. You won't ever see me again. Our dilemma right now, we need to make sure that while you're still in the city, you're not going to continue assaulting, stealing, or other various yeah. things. It it seems like there's a little confusion here. So so let me explain a bit of, I guess, stuff. You know about the Red Jills. Of course. Yes. Okay. So my sister and I were working for... Scarplin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who I don't see in here, so I'm gonna guess she's dead. scarplum has gone. Okay. Look, we're we're just thieves, just just regular thieves. Like we did pickpocketing stuff, and you know, Scarplin came along and kind of put us together. She was um um. She told us once. Strix. Kit Casti. I don't know what that means. I think means. that's right. That uh, anyone that wishes to make a recall knowledge for... Let's put that as society. I I'll shall try it. Mean. It's going to be funny if I do know what that means in just a second here. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, I think I've heard of these these guys. Uh, they're like a, a bandit group that's uh, out of the Ravenel Forest. Huh. Oh. Why are they here? I don't know. Because it's close? I don't know. 
So she said that, and then was that some sort of motivation for her, or...? All I know is that she was kicked out. Hmm. Something about, like, she hated humans too much, that she was drawing attention to this Stasta whatevers, and uh, they kicked her out. And then she came to Kentargo, where she could live amongst hum humans and terrorize them as much as she wanted. Mm, so she was an extremist. She, I mean, that aligns with what she told us. You know, she said, you know, you stole our stuff, which I think is probably historically true. And uh, like generally anti-human stuff, which I mean, people suck. I get it. I mean, like the Strix in general aren't in good terms with Chalaxians. I don't imagine not. They are. Yeah. <laughs> but basically it was her that motivated you to push beyond what you'd been doing before, huh? Uh. She believed that with the city's latest developments and the pushback and such, that it would be a good time to um, kind of step things up. Basically the opposite of what every other gang was doing. Every other gang started laying low, and she thought we should escalate. Turned out very well. Well, I mean, um, up until today. I'm going to go in and sense motive just to see if I get the sense that she's being truthful. Okay. Yeah, I would like to do Being truthful. Yeah, why not? We're all doing it. Everybody's doing it. <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Everybody's sense motive, motiving. Well, we are interrogating, quote unquote, well, yeah. really badly interrogating someone. I mean, we're not good. I mean, let's be honest. How, how many of us have been actually interrogated anybody before? Oh, yeah. I'm sure Cesare has, but he's well, not Well, okay, Cesare's not here, so, you <laughs> know. He left him outside. Well, he left himself outside to keep God. So, I mean, I get you're, you're, you know, accelerating your plans or whatever, but didn't that seem like a really bad idea? What was the end game? Like, money. what's the point? I mean, again, I was trying to save up money. A couple of us were trying to save up money to just get out of here. But, you know, travel from here, even the cheapest travel from here up to Varisha's still running you a gold piece. With all the burglary and stuff they've done, they've gotten way more than a gold piece. Well, if they were doing petty mm, crime. Depend yeah, yeah, it depends on what they were stealing. Problem is, anytime we'd get any good stuff, you know, Scarplume takes the lion's share. Like, anything magic we found, anything else... Moreover, a lot of that Sounds. stuff's going to be hard to liquidate without people asking questions. Especially because almost everything that we managed to find in the surrounding area or pick off any of the priests has the holy symbols or church paraphernalia slapped all over it. Mm -hmm. It seems a bit like she was using your organization. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we're honestly starting to think that, you know, we've been going around and doing all this stuff and people are getting angry and all the rest of that. It was just making the situation... You know, generally speaking, worse. Like people get angry, and then they're they're blaming the Datari, and then the Datari are pushing back against people. And honestly, I think she just wanted to yell fire in a crowded amphitheater and see what happened. Right. Cause panic. I think I've heard enough. Okay, one second. Let's have a little like a little uh like let's circle up. You excuse us for one second, honey. Okay. I'm I'm really hoping that's a good. I think I've heard enough. We'll see. So we all circle up away, I suppose. Same room, but like the far corner, I guess. And start whispering. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm of a mind to give him a gold piece and put him on a ship out of here. I second that motion, actually. That's what I was intending to do, yeah. Well, then we're, it's actually good that we aligned because I was thinking the same thing. Wow. It just feels like desperation drove them to bad decisions. Misery made me a faint. Maybe we'll give them a couple gold. That way they can start a new life somewhere else without having to turn to crime immediately. Well, presumably passage would cost them some each anyway. Yeah, but like if we gave each of them a gold, 
There's two of them. I could give them each a gold. There's, There's three four of them. Of them. There's oh, well, them's dead. Regardless, <laughs> I have 17 gold to my name right now, and I could. There's three of them that can make them. a journey to another city and actually yeah, live life Yeah, I'm talking about the journey that. people. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Also, bear in mind you don't know if Scarplume's staying in there, but there's mats in there for seven. So there's mm, two so more somewhere, maybe out in the city right four now. Or three. Two three. or three more of them out in the city, possibly stilling right now. You don't. Okay, know. so we need to get these others. Well, this one wants to go on a ship. They may not all want that same thing. I mean, their organization is done one way or another. Scarplume's not in charge anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, can Victoria try to patch the rest of them up to kind of wake them up? Well, there's only one I mean, more. Yeah. If it's been an hour, we can do the other one again, or 50 minutes or whatever. No. I don't think it, it has. It's, it's been only a couple of minutes that you're talking to her. Yeah, I was about to say, if it's been an hour, then we've got a lot more things that potentially happened since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I rolled a 23. Well, sorry, I rolled a 15 and got a 23 on my medicine check for another one of them. Okay. So yeah, you can patch up another one of them. You know, get them to consciousness. Again, if you're if you want to get the three of them to consciousness and get a consensus, all of them are more than happy to leave town, considering that they've made a lot of enemies with the other gangs already. And now they don't have yeah. Scarplume with the big boom. Yeah, let's ask where their friends are. Like, uh, are there actually seven of them? Yeah, there's seven of us. Um, yeah, they're they're probably out and about somewhere. Right. Yeah, we kind of we work in shifts, mostly just scouting places out until we decide to actually you know do a big hit or anything like that. Do we know where they might be out and about? I mean, right now, probably watching the Temple of uh, Golden Vells. Mm. Why? For a score, Would probably. you be able to collect your compatriots and then leave, or...? Yeah, I mean, this place is compromised. Scarplume's dead. Then I suggest gather your friends and leave. Well, I okay. think we should maybe keep them in one place and make sure they get on the boat. I, I promise that I'll get on a boat. Sense motive. I mean, <laughs> I love a good thief as much as the next girl, but you can't trust thieves as far as you can throw them most of the time, so I figure if we... Hang out with them, secure them the passage, get them on a boat, send them out of here. We know well, for I sure. I agree. You couldn't throw me very far, but uh... hey, I, I've done my share thieving as well. Again, hard to throw, pretty heavy, but uh... I will sense motives, but very well. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't sound like they would have a reason to double back and like go, "Ha ha, we pull one over. Now let's still be a gang." But, all right, out of character, I mean, like, I'd say we just give them the money and go. Yeah. I really don't see them. I mean, even if they do something, it's like, okay, so we find out that there's more. Well, if they do something, we'll be back. I mean. It wouldn't be that hard to figure out where the gang of people committing assaults is again. We could also tell them that we'll have tickets waiting for them at the Cloven Hoof Society to get out of here. And then they have to at least go there and we can check and see if they did it. That's a neutral ground. It's in the devil's nursery. We're not I doing like it. That. It's not us. Yeah, okay. and that way we like we don't have to necessarily see that it happens so that we can kind of be a step removed and then we could just find out from uh, the Cloven Hoof Society if they yeah, And we trust the Cloven Hoof not to steal our money, you know. Well, no, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I like that plan. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay, honey, we're going to we're going to set aside some money for you and some tickets out of here uh, at the Cloven Hoof Society. You can pick them up tomorrow. Uh, we'll do enough for your friends and, uh, you know, have a good life. Oh, okay. And ideally don't come back. 
I don't like this town or this country. Well, that's fine. That's fair. I don't blame you. Maybe the town will be nicer, you know, in the future. Yeah, I I find it easier to go to a nice place that already exists. Either way, tickets and... Tickets and money will be waiting for you at the Clovenhoof Society. And we will check to make sure that it's been taken. Okay. Uh, Cesare, I suppose you wait down there for a while until uh, your compatriots kind of finish their conversation up there. You haven't seen any sign of the guard, so you're going to guess, you know, maybe it's just, again, quiet. Again, that entire fight, while it was loud, lasted for less than about 20 seconds. So I suppose we cut their ropes and, or untie them and make sure they get out of here. Yeah, untie them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. No need to ruin the rope. <laughs> Y'all gonna check the goods on the Heck roof? Heck yeah, we are. Oh, we did yeah. get the, the key. Yeah, we sure. got the keys. Yeah. Uh, taking the key, if you so wish, you can uh, make your way over there, easily unlock the uh, the lock on this door. An exceptionally fine lock. I guess even with all of these, uh, these thieving types. Yeah, you need to have a good lock. Yep. Speaking of gold. We should keep the lock. I mean, the lock is built into the door for this oh, one. It's not okay. a padlock. Dang. We'll take the door. That won't be suspicious. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. <laughs> just take the door off the hinges. <laughs> yeah. Go and give me a recall knowledge for uh, religion for everyone uh, that's upstairs. Okay. Okay. I don't have that. I mean, I can roll it, but it'll I, I have down. no bonus, so sure. <laughs> well, this is kicking in a lot now. Interesting. Okay. Where somebody's getting a lot of nat ones. <laughs> well, no, it's we're getting uh, getting a lot of people in the three times during that conversation for those sense motive checks. I got people rolling like three people or two people rolled middling, and so they didn't get a result. And then one person would succeed, and one person would critically fail. <laughs> and then again, uh, you find searching through here. Uh, well, first off, you find uh, twenty-eight gold pieces. Cool. Oh, look, we can use oh their own God. gold to send them packing. Yeah. Oh no, Scarplane was scrolling away a lot. Uh, there's 140 silver pieces. Oh, which means she stole the key from Scarplume to potentially get in there? That'd be interesting. Uh, 140, you said? 140. Okay. Oh, that's why she needed to get out of here so fast, because Scarplume would know the key was missing. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, you find two rocks, which look interesting. Just shiny you rocks. You don't know why they're in here. Yeah, interesting rocks. Black rocks. Oh, glassy rocks. Heck yes. Adria puts glassy rocks in her pocket. Uh, there's four vials. Uh, each one of these bear the holy symbol of Abadar, the key symbol across the top of them. Hmm. After a long debate, uh, Nicolo and Lucia, I guess, eventually just go, eh. As Nicolo is convinced that they are holy water, Lucia is convinced that they're unholy water, and there's not really a way for the two of you to check. Well, we'll ask Cesare. Yeah, we, we need a tiebreaker. <laughs> Cesare? I have a feeling uh. they're holy water, but that might just be wishful thinking. Avatar's neutral. It could be either one. It could, it could, be either, it could yeah, go either way. It so. could literally go either way. Yeah, and it's not like it would burn any of us. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. No matter what. And uh, go ahead and give me a uh, a crafting check. Oh, hey, from I whoever that. wants to look over this. Sure. Can you do that untrained? I mean, you can. Although, once again, you are getting yeah. to the point now where you know you're as likely to get a critical failure as anything else. Yeah, That's why you I'm, take I'm just that gonna untrained not. improvisation. That's a good feat. So, looking over all of this, you find a variety of miscellaneous jewelry, as well as keepsakes and other items. Many of these seem to be stolen religious items. Oh, great. Okay, I'm kind Uh, of on board with them stealing from this church, just because... Well, which church? It's which church they're stealing from. Oh, well, if it's Asmodeus, then F that guy, right? 
All of these, all of the religious items bear symbols for the House of Golden Vells, the Church of Abador. Oh. Mm. Well, uh, that's, well, that's... I mean, I kind lame. of don't care either way about that guy. I mean, it does make sense. People associate money with Abadar, therefore steal mm-hmm. from Abadar. Mm-hmm. Well, and moreover, it's probably less likely to get you killed if you steal from Abadar than from Asmodeus. True. true. Yeah. Very true. You think the church will pay us anything for these? I mean, they look fake to me, but... Uh... I mean, we can turn them in, see if they'll give us a reward of some kind. If it's a decent forgery, they may not know. Oh, that's terrible. They look real to me, <laughs> but hard to tell, really. I mean, I can't tell one way or another. If it's a good enough forgery, that means it's pretty good, which means it's worth money, right? Like, that's nice. Yeah, well, what the Church of Abadar doesn't know won't hurt them. True. <laughs> Those guys, I hear they bathe in gold. I never, I don't know if it's true or not. I don't think it's true, but it sounds very nice. They've, like, got gold in their uh, facial serums and stuff, and they do, like, a face mask at night that's gold. That's what I heard. That I could see, because if you were actually bathing in gold, that would mean you'd have to liquefy it, and liquefied gold would just melt you. Oh, mm. oh that'd be a terrible way to die. Yes. What anyway, if? I'm real injured, so I'm going to patch myself up. Adria whistles as she, like, you know, wraps up a cut here. Oh, I'm all burned. I apply a lot of aloe gel to my burns. Mm. Yeah, I like I like the idea that you like open your med kit and there just happens to be like like poultice or whatever to just. I was thinking you know, of taking alchemical crafting and like maybe picking up the plant order and doing a little bit of like herbalist like druid meets storm druid. Action. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. When do you yeah. get your second order? Uh, I can take a class feat next level. Oh, cool. All right. Well, let's I guess collect Cesare. We'll have to turn in the others to the Dutari, I suppose. The, the dead ones. Oh, I was like, uh, what? Which means essentially we just, maybe we let Cesare deal with the Datari because he kind of gets them. Like he knows how to move in that circle, you know? Or Vittoria yeah. could, I guess. But you kind of had that run in earlier with the Lucia from out of jail situation. Um, laying low might be best on my part, but I don't know how I well can they go with him that. if he needs some company. I mean, yeah. it's been like a month, hasn't it? I mean, it's been at least two weeks. I mean, I was mostly trying to keep you, Nico, from having to deal with Dotari because they suck. Yes, but otherwise, why would uh, why would Cesare be alone dealing with my mother? So we so, definitely need Nicolo. Yeah. Collecting Cesare, you can, of course, wave these stuff under Cesare's nose and go, nose and go magic? Which one do uh? you think, Cesare? <laughs> yeah, magic? You can sense magic, and then I uh, believe you have the read aura. Yeah. Using Read Aura, you can uh, focus on the various items. You can determine that both of the files are, in fact, magical. Ooh. And in addition to that, you can determine, uh, so after about four minutes, so both the rocks are magical as well. Ooh, magic rocks. Never mind. Here you go. Oh, wait. Can I know what these rocks do? I could do some, some it'll take identifying. You ten, it'll take you ten minutes unless you have quick yeah, identification. Yeah, it's uh, ten minutes oh, yeah, per item, I believe, too. Yes, yes. per item. Uh, I believe Cesare has quick identification, which makes it one minute. Is that yeah, right? but yeah. we need so, to I mean, if you go stand report there for... the dead Strix in the middle of the road sooner rather than later. Yeah, I was going to say it's up to you if you want to stand there for four minutes and figure out what these do. I'll identify it all once we've reported this to the Tatari. I'd rather not stand around in the rain any longer than we have to. Agree. Yep. Well, I can just take these two and identify them. And then let y'all know what it is. We have our ravens. Whatever y'all want to do. Cesare, where's the nearest uh, guardhouse from here? I actually don't know. 
I might the actually The nearest guard station from here is the one closest to the Fair Fortune livery. All right. And I was about to say, it is right. We are right around the corner from the Temple of Asmodeus, where Cesare used to spend a lot of his time. So, yeah. Mm. Anyway, let's go find some Datari. For, for once, we want to find the Datari. Are we all going to find the Atari? Uh, no. No, I think it was me, Cesare, and Nicolo. Okay, Lucia, let's get out of here. Yeah, so Adrian and Lucia go, uh, I guess we head back to the uh, the wasp's nest. Yeah, I'm assuming that you guys are going to reconvene at the wasp's nest. To be perfectly honest, none of you have done anything. Again, you went here, you investigated the place, you fought back in self-defense. You, Nicolo can literally explain, look, I, I want to go and check on my mother because I've heard about all this gang activity and everything else. And then she mentioned some sort of weird happening over in the Humbright house. I went inside, we looked in, we found one of the, the door up to the roof was barricaded. I pushed through it because again, I was just checking to make sure my mom's okay. And then mm. suddenly the Strix tried to kill us and we fought back. We killed her. We, you know, killed uh, one of the others in self-defense. And then the other three got away. And really, up until you get to the other three got away part. And it's not like we're going to chase them down. You yeah, know? we were just happy they were leaving us yeah. alone. Yeah, and we our cops. And Cesare is still down a few hit points, so it's also it's obvious that, you know, there was a there struggle. There was a scuffle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we can just hang out at, at uh, Mama's house then while y'all go get the Dotari. So sure. the only thing I'm going to need is I will need a check for one of you uh, to make a deception check as far as the fact that they got away because that's the only thing that is a loose thread in your story. I don't know if uh, each one of you wants to attempt the role and just hope that you do well enough or if one of you wants to be the primary and the other two aid. Who's got the best deception? Cesare has a plus seven. I have a plus I six. do as well. I have a oh. plus eight. I also have a plus eight. <laughs> uh, but y'all aren't there. Yeah. So it sounds like Cesare's got the highest out of our little group. Um, so I guess we'll try to aid Cesare. So go ahead and uh, have Cesare roll and go ahead and have Nicolo and Vittoria just kind of corroborate the story. So also make a aid check. Raven yeah. automatically just... aids me. Yeah. Oh, in that case, I'm not going to bother um, because you can't stack the circumstance bonuses. So it gives you a plus one. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ah. So, yeah, at that point, there's there's no reason for us to actually roll an aid. We're more likely to hurt than help. So, yeah, you speak with uh, with Captain Moss of the uh, Red Roof District. Kind of give him a, a rundown of they attacked us because, yeah, yeah, we were in technically, quote unquote, their turf or whatever. But we were yeah, actually just checking this place for someone else. They don't live there. She And she had the key. It's not like we were trespassing either. No, you weren't trespassing. And. Chester just kind of like smiles afterwards. Apparently, with Raven aiding another, so like it's like yeah, it's exactly what he said. <laughs> I, I like that your cat is or like your hype man. Or it's more of a she's so cute that he's like not even paying attention yeah. to what Chester is saying. She pops down under the table and keeps rubbing on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> that would distract me, I have to say. Like I, yeah, whatever you say. Oh, a kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Do they buy it? Moss, who is a uh, a much older gentleman. He has that, uh, looks a lot like Michael Kelly. Nods. Well, I mean, that sounds terrible, what the, uh, the situation, what all of you went through. And we have not been patrolling the area around Temple Hill quite as much recently. Not since the arrival of the, uh, the new Hell Knight Order, who seem to have taken a little bit more onto themselves in the Temple of Asmodeus. Uh, Mr. Was that Aita or Aita? Aita. Aita. Uh, thank you and your friends for, uh, for aiding in this situation. And we'll do a follow-up if 
the three of you could provide us with your addresses in case we have any further questions. We'll also make sure. a point to check in and make certain that uh, no one else moves into Umbright House in the interim. It would help my mama sleep at night, so of course. Of course. So, again, thank you for uh, for everything that you've done. And uh, we have a priest on staff here, uh, if you would like to... It seems you're still a little injured from your encounter. I'm certain that they would be happy to uh, tend to your wounds. Cheser will accept it. You look over, it. there's just this Asmodean sitting there just fingering. Is it an Asmodean? Yes. If it's an Asmodean, Cheseray will refuse. <laughs> I was going to say, is he literally like stroking his mustache evilly? He's, yep. He's stroking <laughs> his Van Dyke staring at you. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> I suppose then, though, uh, you provide the Datari there with your, uh, your addresses before, I suppose, making your way out. Yeah, yeah, I live at the college. I'm easy to find. I live in a crummy apartment. You're welcome to come anytime you want. Watch the steps. Yeah. <laughs> I live in a coffee house. I just imagine just like, ah, they came to visit. Huh? So are we meeting back up at the wasp nest? I believe the plan for all of you is to meet back up at the wasp nest. Well, I think they stayed at his the mama's house. So we're swinging by mama's and then heading to the wasp nest. Okay. So yeah, you swing by mama's. Tell her not to look in the alleyway. <laughs> no, but I mean, of course, yeah. What like the Datari would have probably escorted you back as well as with mm. a, uh, you know, a cart for the body. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there is a dead Strix in the road, huh? Could I have spent some time looking at these rocks? Yeah, sure. True. You can make a secret check for both of this. Uh, no, both of these appear to be rune stones. Oh, neat. Oh, nice. Uh, they're flat pieces of hard stone specifically prepared for etching a magical fundamental rune or property rune. You can <laughs> etch uh, only one rune on each stone. Once the stone is etched, it gains the magic school trait of the rune etched upon it. When a rune is transferred from the rune stone to another object, the rune stone cracks and is destroyed. So basically, it will let you transfer runes from uh, one magic item to another, etc. Cool. Yeah. With the usual rune rules, which we can get into at some point. Yeah. And Cesare, if you want to go ahead and make me an arcana check real quick. Aren't those other vials magical? Yes, that's what uh, yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, we've for. got six magic vials in total. So you can make me two if you wish. And then, uh, Chesray, by the time that you all reconvene, watch the uh, Datari load up the bodies into a cart, you know, check in on Nicolo's mother, who's, you know, very kindly. And again, she's she brought out one of those, uh, those giant glass pitchers full of uh, iced tea that has, like, Full slices of lemon just floating around oh, inside wow. of the ice and serve that oh, to everyone. Oh, yeah, boy. I love it. Mmm, delicious iced tea. Chesra, you are able to determine that the two vials that you took off of Scarplume mm -hmm. are both uh, healing potions minor. Nice. And the four vials that you found are all vials of holy water. Ha-ha! Admi <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, I am an expert in religion, but... Lucia is just like... I mean, I'm going to defer to you because, like, I mean, my religion not great. Mm. And how are these, what are these lockpicks now that I have a better chance to look at them? Uh, looking over the lockpicks, I'm not going to make you roll. You can tell that these are Thieves Tools Infiltrator. Ah, yes. Uh, which guarantees a nice. plus one item bonus on checks to pick locks and disable device. I would like those, please. Unless anyone else wants them. I mean, your thievery is technically the best, so. Yeah, Chesare's is a seven. Yeah, mine's a six, so. Nicolo's creeping up on you, though, like a thief. <laughs> <laughs> like an AD&D thief. <laughs> and I think I've asked this before. Do uh, Does art pieces sell at full value still, or is it half? I don't remember. They do sell at full value. Okay. 
however, I will raise the, the point, and it is up to you whether or not you wish to attempt to return these to community. That is up to you. Mm, good point. Yeah. The Abadarans really don't accept things for free, so I am at an arm about free. So I imagine if we actually return them and they're genuine, they will at least give us some sort of reward. They yeah, would give us yes. probably market value for them, which is the one good thing about Abadar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'd at least be like, here, have some potions on the house or something. I don't know. Thank you for returning our stuff. We'll find out when we do it. It'll be fun. It'll be an adventure. So after that, do you want to make your way back to uh, the coffee house? Yes. Yeah. Um, is there a place on the way that I could buy replacement picks? Yeah, I'm sure there's probably a shop either on Bleak Bridge or once you get into the Yulubulus Harbor. Again, it's one of those, like, you buy these and they're like, yep, you know, just make sure you're not doing anything nefarious with this just to get into your shop if you get locked out. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Wink, yeah, wink, nudge, sure, nudge. Totally. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> know what I'm saying? And then I'll toss a coin to my Bridger. <laughs> uh, oh, river uh, of plenty! <laughs> oh man, that's that, that's good, Russ. Good job. And please I, make sure everyone, of course, you. uh, mark off your copper piece. Good reminder, Russ. Oh yeah, it was a joke reminder, but it was also a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was also a real reminder. Um, can good. I also make a roll? I'm assuming we talked about the discussion on that kiddik Uh Yeah, if you so wish, <laughs> you may make a society check. Kit Cass... Kit Cassitica. I'm going to go... Yeah, Kit Cassitica? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. It's not an easy word to pronounce. No. There's a lot of vowels. Kit Cassitica. Yeah, yeah Cesare would just, I guess when we're talking about this, be like, that's a tribe of Strix that lives in the forest, not a gang of thieves, unless they also happen to be a bandit gang at the same time. <laughs> Lucia mm-hmm. just kind of, like, thinks about it and goes... <laughs> I mean, that would, that would align with what my pants would think. So I'm just going to go with that. I did hear that from my racist uncle. So yeah, that exactly. does sound like, I did hear that from my extremely racist family. So mm. you make your way uh, back along the Temple Road to Salt Street. Take that back north from uh, Red Street up across Bridgeway and then back uh, into the Lubulus Harbor and beyond that into Villagree as you navigate back onto the mainland, the northern half of the city. You wind your way through the various... Well, mostly sticking to the uh, the major thoroughfares as you make your way into the shadow of Alabaster Academy before winding your way past Villagree Park towards uh, Long Road's Coffee House. I suppose uh, inform Rexus of your success. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe we'd already established what you're going to be doing with the rebellion for this phase. Uh, yes. I don't think we'd done you guys making money. No, yeah, that's I true. Don't think so we have not money, 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 money. So we need to make our rolls, I guess. Money. So, let me see here. I was going to say, Lucia, this week we'll be getting a job. Good job, Lucia. Mm, finally! Because my, my retraining is finished. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and get uh, checks from everyone here. Adria rolls an 11 for a 16. So let's start with Adria. So uh, you're just planning on spending the next week uh, just uh, working at your shop on the bridge? Yep, just working. Taking it easy. With a 16, uh, you spend your week, you know, making uh, your basic glassware, selling to the variety of customers that find your small shop. Uh, You actually do succeed, uh, meaning that you uh, you make a number of decent sells uh, to mostly your regular customers and earn a gold piece over the course of the week. Ah, heck yes. Woo! What about, uh, so I believe Nicolo had been looking for uh, pulling his contacts and everything else, trying to find a job for Lucia now that she has to make rent and is no longer retraining with Morgar. Thank goodness. And so uh, I believe she's 
now that she's uh, officially a fighter. Yay! She's going, I think you're saying that you wanted to find a job as a, an instructor for high society, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bas basically it's like, you That know, usual career path for fighters. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a very unusual fighter career path, but it's also one of those things that's like makes sense with Lucia because like she doesn't like know a lot, but it's she needs a job that pays lots of money because she's got that champagne taste. Yeah. Nicolo, after spending some time searching around, you do manage to find a... Uh, you know, basically a training course at a, a small business that is located just on the uh, the southern side of Villagree Park, so not even that too far. Like, Lucia oh, basically sick. just has to leave the coffee house, walk across the park, and arrive there. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I was going to say, because I think Lucia is also going to try to find an apartment okay. near her new workspace, so I'll probably find something, something in the area. Okay, not a problem. So there are a couple of places that you could feasibly stay, but in the meantime, I believe we will need a... Chelish nobility lore check from Yay! Lucia. Awesome. I finally get to make money, y'all. Hopefully. Depends on how you roll. <laughs> I, I rolled not great. It's a 7 for a 12. <laughs> I'm off uh -oh. to a great start. <laughs> you never worked a real job before. I know, I know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's a failure. Yep. So you, yep. you kind of show up and you're just a lot of like... You have to work eight hours? Yeah, you have to work eight like I have to work eight hours and probably she has a hard time like keeping her mouth shut if they tell her they tell them like anything that's like even slightly wrong for the Serene house. She's like, Oh no, that's not how you do that. <laughs> and so she's probably like uh, rubbing people the wrong way. I imagine it's a bit more the uh the opposite where it's that like the stereotypical character you see in all the, the British shows that's like the perfect butler. That just kind of looks down his nose at everything. So when you're just like, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you, you're supposed to, like, lay out the forks this way. But if you lay them out a little differently, it's fine. It's like, no, it is not fine if you lay it out in a different way. It must be <laughs> specifically this way every single time. And again, when it's just like, okay, and this is how you dust. It's like, that is not the proper gesture for using a feather duster, ma'am. <laughs> and Lucia's just like, I really should have paid more attention to the help. <laughs> He's one of those guys that wears, that puts on the white glove to drag his finger along oh. the seam of every oh. room he walks through. Ow. Mm. Oh. Mm, it's gonna be gonna be interesting for him. So uh, you do still manage to make a silver piece over the course <laughs> hey, of this week. It. I imagine that that uh, again. Are you attempting to bump yourself up to comfortable? As far as, or are you sticking with like a really crummy apartment someplace? No, I no, I do want to be comfortable, which is I think what okay. a gold piece. It's a gold piece. So, okay. in essence, uh, you make one silver piece and you spend a gold piece as you find yourself a new place and have to buy some basic furniture stuff and all the rest of that. Where you're like, well, I've got a chair and a table. <laughs> Gotta have a bed. It's comfortable something. enough. <laughs> and, and Lucia, Lucia starts eyeing the uh, the pile of things we found and is like, we should sell that. Yeah. Lucia invites rent. everyone over to dinner one night and makes terrible, terrible food, and then it's like, it's like I've got Let's this nice Let's be honest, room. Lucia probably tries, but like has never had to so much as like lift a spoon to stir, you know, yeah. a pot of stew. So it's probably like unbearably bad. And it's like I got the the cheapest room that was available here. I'm not really sure why it's so cheap. And then you like open the window and it just looks out like three feet over to a brick wall. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I guess mean, that makes fair, sense. I to be I have been spending the last month underground, so... Hey, that's some pretty yeah. nice brickwork right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's like, I'm kind of used to it at this point, so I kind of dig it. Adria brings you a potted plant. <laughs> this is a peace lily. Here's how you take care of it. You have to spray it with the water, and I do it, go through the whole thing. I leave you a little... The thing's like, going to be dead in, like, five days. <laughs> <sighs> Don't kill it. Nicolo brings over a bucket. It's like, here you are for when the roof leaks. It's like, um, the roof doesn't leak here. 
What? <laughs> Niccolo, you need to move here. I don't need. Niccolo suddenly has that thing. He's like, why am I still living in squalor? <laughs> because it's cheap. <laughs> oh my god, Lucia and Niccolo as like roommates. It's like hilarious oh, in my head. Oh no. <laughs> like, what are you doing? I mean, anyway. Lucia wouldn't be opposed. I think for now I'm going to stick with my place, but we'll, we'll see. Like, I don't want to we'll deal with that. that you don't want to deal with all right. of that. Cesare, mm-hmm. <laughs> teaching your elven studies. I roll an eight for a 16. Eight for a 16 is just barely passing. But however, you do have a good week. Uh, studies are going well. You pick up a few classes and all the rest of that. You uh, spend most of your time grading stuff and things seem to be going more or less well. Uh, earning you one gold, five silver. Vittoria, doing your barista job. I rolled a seven for a 16. So not my best roll, but uh, I think it still passes. It still succeeds. So uh, yeah, you you spend a good week working, uh, giving directions to some of the newcomers and all the rest of that, chatting up, making some extra tips, uh, earning you a total of one gold piece over the course of the week. Woot. And Nicolo. Uh, well, I rolled fairly well. I actually got a 14 for a 19. 19 is a solid success. Yeah. Uh, again, you're Woo. you're avoiding the Saltmakers Guild if at all possible right now, but uh, you're, yeah. you're thinking they're getting things back together. However, you uh, you do find some good tip work for uh, tiefling laborers with the Fisherman's Guild. All right. You also found Lucia a job, so yay! Yay! Yeah, that other nine silver pieces Lucia didn't make went to your commission. And, uh, <laughs> you did get one gold piece. Actually, I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally fine with that. <laughs> they're just like, maybe we shouldn't trust this Nicolo guy to find us folks anymore. No. <laughs> We no, gave him a chance, good. and that doesn't feel like that worked out. Hey, we've all had a bad first week at work. I trust me, I've been there. Uh, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody like starts a new job and it's just like immediately amazing. No. Speak for yourself. Victoria <laughs> strives for, for perfection. <laughs> well, Lucia's of average intelligence and poor wisdom. So, <laughs> during this week, though, let's say on that Friday, Cesare, you finish your classes. Got to wrap up. Uh, what, what classes do you have on Friday? Friday from 3 to 4.30, it's Elven Literature. And then from 5 to 7 p.m. is his office hours. Okay. <laughs> Following class, I imagine you'd make your way out for a just kind of a standing dinner appointment with your uh, your sister-in-law. Since, again, you're trying to keep up with uh, everything going on. You navigate your way out. Again, it's been a it's been a rainy week on and off. You had a couple days of sunshine, although the rains returned by the time that you set off and by the time that you've made your way south across Bleak Bridge and then all the way down to Old Cantargo, the sun's steadily beginning to uh, to creep its way towards the horizon. You know that you're going to have a short dinner and really just a chance to catch up and then not much more before you have to make your way back. Your sister lives in the southern portion of Old Cantargo, what most people consider to be arguably the oldest portion of Old Cantargo. OG Cantargo, if you will. You navigate your way back through the various streets going from the the buildings that face Salt Street, which are old and well-maintained, to the slightly less well-maintained, to the much less well-maintained buildings and tenements, until you reach the Ludimus tenements back behind the House of Truth and Wisdom. You approach the front door, make your way inside, nod to the lady that works the desk, who's also basically the the super for the building, who just kind of glances over as you make your way in, nods, and then goes back to, uh, Reading the latest book in the Sin Saga. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> no getting away. Callback. <laughs> Woo! You navigate your way up. 
What is the House of Truth and Wisdom? The House of Truth and, Truth and Wisdom was City Hall. Uh, the Udemus tenements are old. The fact that they still stand and function is almost a miracle in and of itself. The building itself has a general disreputable, you guess, reputation. Although that being said, it's not necessarily what you've come to see. It's most of the people that stay here are poor, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily bad people. You navigate your way up the old set of steps, all the way up to the third floor, to your sister's apartment. You knock sharply on the door before she opens the door and smiles and lets you in. Clannis is tall, which is basically just business as usual for an elf, standing at close to about 5'8", with a long mane of black hair. Her apartment is, well, it's definitely not anything to write home about. The door leads directly into the living room, which is also the kitchen, which is about 15 feet across and maybe about 20 feet deep, uh, with a single window that looks out and kind of the equivalent, the, uh, the fantasy equivalent of a day bed, where it is a couch and a bed, uh, which was for years where she stayed as she actually gave the only bedroom of this place to her son. Aw, good mom. She you know, smiles, lets you in just in time. I try to be punctual. She makes her way over to a pot which is uh, which bubbling over with uh, elven leek stew, which is just leek stew. <laughs> hmm. But it's elvish because she made it? Yes, <laughs> that is, that's the rule. <laughs> imported elves from, or imported elves, imported elves <laughs> and imported leeks from Keonan. <laughs> is my niece living at the college since that's where she's going to school? Yes, she's staying in, at the college right now. Well, I'm glad you're here today. Anything new this week? Not particularly. I uh, was hoping maybe, I, I don't know if you'd heard anything about the, the nights this week. I, there hasn't been any rumors or anything that I have heard. She nods. Take a seat. She gestures over. I suppose you settle down in a chair. Yep. Yeah, try not to glance too often through the, uh, the open door into her son's bedroom where you can still see the, uh, the armor rack that you purchased him as a, uh, yeah, you know, a congratulatory gift when he actually made it into a, as an armager in the Hell Knights, still sitting empty and bereft of his armor. You've noted that she has not closed that door since your nephew has gone missing. She spoons out stew for the two of you, settles down. I'd been talking recently um, with some of the others, parents, siblings, family, of the knights that have gone missing. We've put together. I've told a you before, you shouldn't be. Investigating on your own, it's dangerous. I'm not investigating, but Citrona, I told you about her, didn't I? I I don't recognize that name. It's, she's um she runs the Tooth and Nell. Oh. She's put together a, a bit of a a gathering. Well, she's planning on writing a protest letter. Sending it in and requesting more information. There are rumors that some of the Hell Knights are being held in some of the towers or elsewhere, but there's no official word. Anyway, I was planning on going to one of her meetings. I don't think that's a good idea. I can't sit here, Cesare. Castian's been missing for almost two months. He was supposed to be on assignment, but now there's rumors floating around. Someone was saying that the Lord Mayor was planning on revoking the charter for the Hell Knights, which means that they would be branded as traitors. If he's just waiting for approval, that means that you know what they do to traitors. I know. But you getting arrested at the rally isn't going to help anyone. It's not a rally. It's just... It's just a meeting. Where and when is this meeting? 
It's at the tooth of Nell, tooth and Nell. It's it's the last star day of this month. If you want to go, go and you will stay home. No. You can join me. Chessery lets out a long, long sigh. Coravel would never forgive me if something happened to you. I married Coravel knowing exactly the kind of man he was. And I know he asked you to look after me, not to shelter me. Cantargo is far more dangerous than it used to be, especially with these citizen group idiots running around. Chessery, I don't want to start a fight, but I never left. I know exactly how dangerous Cantargo is. Fine. I'll go with you. Tell me Ariavin isn't involved in this. No. I don't want this to interfere with the greats, and I've been keeping her posted. Do you mind if I ask some of my friends to come along? It's open to anyone that's been impacted. If they sit quietly, then I don't think it should be a problem. Honestly, it's more just a precaution in case things go south, which I imagine they will be. Citrona's a good woman, and I trust her. She shifts her weight, picks up a cat, and tosses her off the table. <laughs> toss Raven off the table? Get <laughs> <laughs> down, Raven. Raven tosses herself off the table. Raven hurls herself off the table. You look over, Raven's just sticking her paw into the, uh, uh, yeah, into the, uh, the bowl, scooping out, eating. <laughs> Citrona is a good woman. It's, um, Citrona Sabinus. That name, without even rolling, you immediately recognize. Mm-hmm. Since Octavio Sabinus is the lictor of the Order of the Torrent. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, that name sounds familiar. Well, that explains why she's so invested. Her cousin's been missing since literally the Night of Ashes. That's when all of them went missing, isn't it? Unless they've been someone sighted someone afterwards. There have been rumors floating around that some of them returned back and were apprehended at the gates. You can come but you're not going to stop me from looking into this. If you insist. I do. Now eat your stew. It's getting cold. <laughs> Chessery quirks an eyebrow at her. <laughs> she just mom-voiced you. She definitely <laughs> just mom-voiced you. Mm. The rest of the week passes. You all make your money and such. You return back to the uh, the hideout that following, uh, or the following Sunday. So the 11th, I think? Yes. You all make your way back to the Long Roads Coffee House. Navigate your way in. Go ahead and give me a perception roll from the party. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's a open bad sign. Or... Uh, yeah. yeah, go ahead and make an open one. That's fine. All right. Nice. Wow. I have really good perception, and I sucked up that roll. <laughs> I only rolled a, uh, a, a one. Oh, Ouch. no. So you failed. The old natural one, yeah. you might say. I rolled a one for a nine. I rolled All right, an so Victoria walks in. <laughs> <laughs> she stayed up late studying and just has like college uh, midterms look about her. Mm, yeah, those bags. Yeah. She has a cup of coffee. She just, like, eyes are halfway open. Yeah. Adria got an 18 for a 29. Okay. Nice. Uh, Lucia gets a 15 for a 22. Uh, Cesare gets a 15 for a 21. And I get a 10 for a 17. Okay. Rolling middling, yeah. Making your way in. Again, Vittoria, you're just kind of like, you know, nose buried in a book, yawning, kind of take some coffee and make your way back into the back. The rest of you uh, do notice that there is a small crowd of students gathered around towards the front of the building. That's weird. That's probably bad. What students? Like, from which college? Alabaster Academy students. 
right. Cesare's like, ah, oh, nuts. Cesare is gonna kind of, kind of get, like, get close enough to see what they're doing. Yep. It appears that they're all gathered around a piece of parchment that has been hung up on the notice board in front of the building. Ah, jeez. Do we have a young Martin Luther here? Mm. <laughs> Under the proclamation. I was gonna say, I was worried it's a proclamation. Looking this over, you can tell that written in a bright green ink. Ah, jeez. Is a poem. Green ink again? I thought we dealt with this. Yeah. Approaching it, looking this over, and uh, go ahead and give every, have everyone give me a... Uh, a secret society check, with the exception of Vittoria, who made her way through the back and didn't notice the crowds. Nobody points it out to me. Well, again, you oh. guys are arriving at staggered times. You're a zombie over there. You didn't hear us. <laughs> Making your way forward, looking this over, you can tell that there's this simple poem written on the board that reads, The city burned red as the embers spread the night of Thrun's arrival. Our city impaired. Oh, how have you fared since fascism's revival? The taxpayer for this new Lord Mayor through war his will imposes. The blood in our streets, this refrain repeats. Blood waters our roses. Nice. Ah, oh. very cool. It is signed the Poison Pin of Cantargo. Ooh, I'm a big fan. I like it. Huh. Before I continue, by the way, that poem was not included in this adventure, so special thank you to listener Addison for providing that to me. Oh, oh really? Nice. That's really cool. Yeah, good job. Cool. But I suppose the uh, the four of you kind of glance this over. I imagine uh, you probably retreat back before carrying on a conversation about this in a crowd of uh, other students. Oh as yeah, you look I think that we over. head back downstairs to yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about it. Yeah. You get down there and find you know Victoria on her second cup of coffee, just looking exhausted. <laughs> oh. Well. <sighs> oh my. Um. Oh, it's midterms, ain't it? Uh. Yes. Mm. You don't look so hot. Gonna make yeah. it? Oh, I'll be fine. I just, uh, um, balancing everything is sometimes a bit of a circus act. Hmm. What did you think of the, uh, poem out front? What poem? Oh, man, you must be real exhausted. It's worse than I thought. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a large crowd of people around it, so it was kind of hard to miss. Well, anyway, there was a poem out front. Uh, the Poison Pin of Cantargo's put out a new post. It's wonderful. Wait, a new no. post. Was that the first time we've seen a Poison Pen of Cantargo poem? It's the first time we've seen it. And it's the first time all of you as players have seen it. All of you recognize the name, at the very least, as a notable poet. Hmm. But uh, now their uh, inflammatory uh, poetry is well, been putting a spotlight on the failings of the city government for years now. This is the first mm -hmm. I've heard of them since the Night of Ashes, though. Good. So and they're still they around. Die. Yeah, per perhaps they way. just went underground, Rexus, yeah, offers. Doesn't it also feel like it's kind of putting a, putting a target on them? I mean, I guess nobody knows who this person is. Otherwise, they'd have signed it with the name. The fact that they posted it here could be coincidence, but could also not be coincidence. Maybe. Like they wanted us to know that they were back. That's what I was about to surmise as well. I wonder. I don't think I would go that far. The last line of it said, uh, blood waters are roses, which could be a reference to um, Milani. Milani. To Milani, which mm. would mean it could be part of uh, the the Rosa Cantago. Well, and also, like, wasn't Milani part of, like, you know, the whole Beltalus thing? And 
Mm, indirectly. Bellflower Network, not Bell Tillers. Yeah, there. Okay, that's what I was looking for. Bellflower the Network. Bellflower Network. It seems like somebody who might be a friend of ours. Whoever they are, they've been doing a very good job keeping themselves hidden. I don't know if we're going to be able to find out much about them, but maybe something to keep an eye on. And the coffee house is quite a popular location, and it's not far from both of the major schools in the, in the city. Post-its where the younger people will see it. We could always try to make contact via our own post. If we know that they're going to be posting something here, we could post something as well, maybe an encoded message of some kind. Perhaps some sort of uh, mail service collaboration. I mean, they haven't exactly given us an address to contact them, so that's the only way that we probably could. Well, I like that idea. That feels real secretive. And if we want to try, for now, I mean, it's hard to know. Other than being against the government, we don't really know what their goal is. I mean, at this point, anybody who's against the government's kind of on our side. I think it's just more I don't know what exactly they would give us besides just more poetry, but maybe worth contacting. I agree with Niccolo. We don't know enough about this person's motivations, nor do we know if they would be able to decipher any sort of code that we put out. They could just be a good poet. Well, I mean, it's something to look into as we keep going. They will most likely post again at some point. Maybe eventually Mm -hmm. we can figure out some clues. I mean, Vittoria, you're very good at that sort of thing when you're not studying for midterms. (laughs) Hopefully that will be over shortly. I don't think I'm in any danger of failing, but I don't fail. Understood. Well, of course not. We're real (laughs) proud of you for making good grades. Here's your five copper allowance for getting all A's this uh, this semester. (laughs) Before we sit down to our weekly business, I would like to ask all of you a favor. Sure. What's up? My sister-in-law has got it into her head that she needs to keep investigating the missing Knights of the Torrent. Why? Yeah, why? Her son is one of the members. Oh, well, that makes sense since the Knight of Ashes. (sighs) Apparently... Uh, there's going to be a meeting held by the owner of the, the Tooth and Nail on the last star day of the month, the 31st. They want to write a letter of protest to send to the Lord Mayor to get him to tell them what happened to the knights. There's all sorts of rumors that they're being held in the castle or that he's going to with, withdraw their charter, which would make them all traitors, which means they're going to be executed if they are released or being held. I mean, the Order of the Torrent is very popular in the city. Lots and it has been one of the them. mysteries as to what happened to them. Exactly. They're poking their nose where they shouldn't. And no matter how much I tell her to stay out of it, she won't. Well, if it was my son, I'd be in the same boat as her, so I totally understand. My sister-in-law is not a fighter. If the cellist citizens group or the or members of the Order of the Rack show up, she'll be arrested or killed, depending on how they decide to handle it. I can understand your sister's motivations, though. I mean... I told her I would go with her, if you all wouldn't mind attending and maybe just sticking to the back or the shadows, as it were, in case something does go amiss. Sure, I mean, if we can figure out what happened to the Order of the Tent Torrent, that might be real helpful for us as well. Possible mm. ally. I mean, if nothing else, I don't mind keeping an eye out to make sure everybody gets out safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, perfectly reasonable for us. So let's do it. I wouldn't put it past the new government to try and do something when most of the families of the missing knights are all gathered in one place. Hmm. You never know. It doesn't hurt to be cautious. Very well. Mm -hmm. We can do that. 
Thank you. Of course. I suppose you make your way into uh, to join with Rexus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Around the table. The young noble sits, honestly looking about as bleary-eyed as Vittoria does <laughs> at the head of the table as you make your way in. Um, good. Good you're all here. Uh, sorry, I lost track of uh, time. Yes. Uh, I finished decoding the documents. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, the last of them. Um, the, the last section speaks of how the leaders of the Silver Ravens had seen the proverbial uh, writing on the wall. Mm. That they knew that House Thrun was likely to... Well, House Thrun had already won the Civil War at the end of these documents, and they knew they were likely to seize control of Kentargo. They had come to a, uh, a difficult decision. What was that? Should Thrun seize control and hoping to prevent Thrun from retaliating against Kentargo, they decided that they would surrender. Oh. Mm. From what I can determine, it seems like they made this this time capsule. They wrote down all of this information that they created the cache of the ravens. He places his own on the table and the documents in the Fair Fortune livery as a, a time capsule. Should Kentargo forget the ravens with the passage of time or with the redactions of House Throne? Mm. As mostly seem to have passed. The... The documents end with a personal letter that states that um, that I, Jackdaw, knowing what is to come, have decided to willingly surrender myself to the forces of House Throne. That I pray that by doing so, I can spare Kentargo from the torch and the sword. Well, I suppose that kills any hope I had that Jackdaw was still alive. Hmm. That is unfortunate, but... <sighs> I suppose we need to carry on ourselves then to fulfill their will. I can understand why they would have done it. It seems to have been their uh, their final sacrifice. Hmm. The there's something bothering you. Yes, Blasodriat. I don't feel like the events quite line up because of what Blasodriat said. Hmm. It sounds like the Serenis, her Sereni master, confronted. Jackdaw, after the writing of this. Maybe Jackdaw changed her mind. It's possible. But then we understand that it was some time after that, after the Thrones appointed the Serenis to be the, the new Lord Mayor of the city, that there was the kidnapping, which the implication that we've gotten was that that was also the Silver Ravens who kidnapped the, the leader and basically caused the formation of the Order of Torrent. But Jackdaw was already missing by that point. What if the Thrones staged that? A false flag operation? Turn people against mm. the Ravens? It's possible. There may have also been some dissent amongst their ranks. Maybe. Some of the implication I get from this letter writing seems to be that Jackdaw intended to turn themselves over. But maybe not all the Silver Ravens followed suit. Some of them may have escaped. Some of them may still be free. Yeah. Although... For the humans amongst them, it's been so long that I don't know if any of them would still survive. They would be over a hundred by now. I'm guessing there was nothing else to add to that. There are no more documents or plans or... I don't really remember anything odd going on in the city at that time. A member of the Order of the Scourge rescued the Lord of the Mayor's son, and she shortly formed her own order, the Order of the Thorns. Rexus kind of fidgets for a moment, um, 
probably Vittoria is the only one to truly note, you know, his eyes kind of glancing back at the direction of the, the portrait that you returned back for him. There is another matter. What's wrong? Um, possibly a personal matter, but also um, one that I think may impact the, the Ravens as a whole. Uh, hmm. You remember when you found those documents for me? The chess, uh, this the safe containing the variety of deeds and such, the papers that my parents... Sure, yeah. ...that my father yeah. saved before the house burned. You've been going through them. Yes. And you remember when we first met? 27 episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Half a year ago. You were very heroic giving that speech. Thank you. Um, I provided you at the time some funds and uh, a dagger. I told you that my mother had gone to see Laria and provided her with that safe box and instructions. He pulls out the note. She'd written these instructions just before um, the Night of Ashes, stating that if I, if I was reading this, that the worst that she feared had come to pass and that she was dead, and that for many years that she'd been a member of the Sacred Order of Archivists, who'd worked to free Contargo from Chelish rule, and had learned Contargo's secret history, and that that she felt it was time for the return of the Silver Ravens. Mm-hmm. I believe through the documents that I've found the secret location of the Order of Archivists. Ooh, red. Cool. And I believe my mother is still alive. What? That'd be so cool. Oh, pick it up here next oh, time. Jeez. Oh, oh, Whoa, that'd be so cool. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>